the way his eyelids twitched. He dropped the tile. Kay. Her mother materialized in the kitchen doorway, a yellow dish rag still in her wet hands. Everything went still, like the moment when a photograph is taken, that pause when the whole world waits, trying not to blink. It's Johnson, a familiar voice shouted from outside. Storm put a tree down on my power lines. Phones down, everything. Can I use yours to call the sheriff? Her parents exchanged a tense glance, and then her father tightened his fists on the table and leaned over them, not even noticing as he knocked over his scrabble rack and all his tiles skidded across the tablecloth. Her mother had embroidered that tablecloth with bluebells and lupins. The K tile from her father's rack sat right there, on a bluebell, right in front of her. That tile alone was worth five points. I want you to go to the side window by the piano, her father told her. He said it in the serious whisper voice he used when she was to follow his instructions and not ask questions. His eyes darted toward her mother, and then he put his hands through his fine fuzz of hair, so different from her own thick, dark mop of tangles. You should be able to see the Johnson place down the hill just past the lake, he told her. Tell me if you see any lights on. This was different from the drills. She could see it in the way her parents looked at each other. She wondered if she should be frightened, but when she inventoried her body for signs of fear, she found none. Her father had taught her the importance of preparation. She calmly pushed her chair away from the table, stood, let the quilt fall onto the floor, and made her way barefoot from the dining room into the living room. The fireplace cut an orange circle out of the darkness. She tiptoed alongside her mother's piano and tucked herself between it and the wall. Then she turned her gaze outside the water-streaked window into the blackness beyond. The cold air seeping in from outside made her forget about the fire. She peered in the direction her father had indicated, but there were no lights. Only her own faint reflection, flickering like a dying ember. She craned her head back toward the dining room. I don't see any lights, Kick reported. It's dark down there. Her mother said her father's name, a little sound followed by a gulp, like she was swallowing it. Her father cleared his throat. I'll be right with you, he hollered toward the door. She heard the grate of the chair legs as he got up from the table and watched as he made his way to the dining room cabinet and withdrew the colt from the drawer next to the good silverware. He tucked the gun in the back of the wranglers her mother had bought him at Walmart. She saw her mother back slowly into the kitchen. It was cold by the window. The rain tapped like fingers against the glass. The man was still pounding on the door. She felt something in her hand, a hard square inch of wood, and was startled to see the K tile clutched between her fingers. She didn't remember grabbing it. Her father scooped her quilt up off the floor and carried it over to her. He draped it around her shoulders, and to her immediate shame, she hid the scrabble tile in her fist, not wanting him to be disappointed in her thievery. He fixed his eyes on hers and put his face so close that she could smell the spaghetti sauce on his breath, the cooked ground beef. Stay where you are for now, he whispered, his voice cracking. A glint of flame reflected off his eyeballs in the dark. She tightened her fist around the scrabble tile, its corners digging into her flesh. 
As her father crossed the living room toward the door, she saw him touch the butt of the gun at the small of his spine, like he was making sure it was still there. He was wearing the beaded moccasins that he had bought the summer they lived in Oklahoma, the ones made by real Comanche. The soles were animal hide, soft and soundless. He didn't look back at her as he went through the door to the front hall, but he left the door open a crack. She heard the front door open and the slap and squeak of the aluminum screen slam shut. She heard her father's voice, fake friendly, and she heard the stomp of Johnson's boots on the welcome mat as he apologized again for being a bother. Her body relaxed, and she let her grip on the quilt around her shoulders loosen. She did not have to run. Their neighbor would use the phone. They would finish their Scrabble game. She leaned against the wall, fingering the Scrabble tile, wondering how long she was supposed to stay there while the men stood around talking about the storm.